0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Good Lord. Uh, I don't know what other words you can use to describe uh, the undressing that Kale McCarr just put down on the Chicago Blackhawks. And in particular, Kirby Doc. Uh, yeah. Man, a, a, a goal for the highlight reel of all time for the Colorado Avalanche. You're going to see this thing. Whenever you see those game graphics that are run before the game and run during intermissions, this play is going to be on it.
0: Absolutely incredible. His second overtime winner? Didn't he win that Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think he did. Um,
1: And I remember that game. I, I thought it had gone to... Landiskog, and I was mistaken, but I think he, I think it was Macar.
0: Yeah. I think it was either in overtime or in the shootout portion, but like, I guess he's now we talk about kale ascending to this new role, captain clutch mm. in overtime. Good man. Oh, well, we're going to get to all of it. A very fun and
1: entertaining game between the avalanche and the Blackhawks. But before we get to all that, follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram, Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, or if you just want to type wow over and over again, <laughs> uh, send that to <laughs> lockdown avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show's YouTube channel over on the YouTube search for locked on avalanche and subscribe to that channel. All right. So the abs do win it in overtime four to three. Very, like you said before we went live, it's very odd game. Very like abs dominated the first Chicago dominated the second. And in the third, it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a very questionable call on Nathan McKinnon. And then yeah. so he got sent to the box. And then a minute into that penalty, uh, who was it? Was it Comfort that, that had the, uh, the delay of um, game? Yeah. Pretty sure it was him. I can look it up. So yeah. that gave the Blackhawks a five on three. And they're down two to one at that point in time. They score on both of them and they get the lead. And then the ads come back, tie it at three, go to overtime, and you have the virtuoso and, and Kale McCarr with the, the goal of the year nominee. Um, I posted it to our uh, host chat over on Twitter, and I just wrote, Kale McCarr just had a goal of the year nominee, and, you know, as you were. And immediately, Jason from On Ducks goes, oh, that was the second best goal of the year. Because, you know, they're going to hold on to that Zegras goal as long as possible, I it, yeah. But this thing is right up there. So overall thoughts of the game, because it was very
0: up and down for the Avs. Um, it's one of those that there were so many things that could have been called that weren't penalty-wise. And the penalties yeah. that were called were so questionable. Um, the avalanche looked pretty good in that first period yeah, and for the avalanche to get beat in the same way twice shorthanded on a feed from patty came to the it, twice yeah um then you felt it turning and i was then about that moment i was like if this goes to overtime this is going to be a problem and this is one of those that the avalanche win yes which is good but I think Chicago also can take things away from this win because we're like the superior opponent. Chicago also can build off this, which I don't know how that plays into the future, but apparently they both listened to yesterday's show because Patty Kane and Mark Andre Flurry looked great. (laughs) Yeah. Flurry looked very good. Um, Kane
1: did. Yeah. He did look good. He did. He looked fresh, but you got kind of, you had a fight early on between Mm -hmm. uh, Landis. I don't remember who he fought. It wasn't Doc, which I thought was a little bit interesting. You know, this yeah. was all going back to the the first game of the year, yeah. you know, when Landeskog sent Doc into the boards, and Landeskog got suspended for it. Uh, you knew they were going to come back after him, and and they did. Um, I didn't think Landeskog was the same after like, and that was very early in the game. I didn't think. I mean, he didn't have a horrible game, but he was not his his normal active self. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just looked a little unsure with the puck tonight. I don't know. Uh, I, he, I was not – I mean, I, it's not like you stopped putting him out there or anything like that. But at one point in the game, I was thinking, maybe drop him down to the second line. Yeah, Maybe drop him down to the second line, bring Kadri up or something, and and let him go down to the second line. I, he I just didn't seem right to me, and I don't know – because he was bleeding after the after the mm-hmm. fight. It was kind of a cheap – I don't want to say a cheap shot – but I don't remember who he was fighting again. But he kind of like had him by the ear hole on his helmet. Mm-hmm. So I I just don't know if something you know he was uncomfortable after that fight or whatnot. But you got that out of the way. They took a, a two nothing lead in the first. Nazem Kadri got his fortieth point of the season. He just continues to
0: roll. Yeah, he's the offensive Devontae.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good yeah. It's a good yeah. analogy. Yeah. Um, and then I really like, I thought this was Nathan McKinnon's one of his better games of the year. Yeah. Um, What did he, I know he didn't score obviously a goal and he only had one assist, but two rang off the post. Yeah. Um, he was everywhere. He, again, he's calm, cool and collected with the puck while being deceptively fast. Obviously people that mm-hmm. know that they know that he's fat. So I think players and opponents are now respecting that and he's using that to his advantage right now. He had, he did a very good job of facilitating and looking for opening uh, lanes. I loved, loved
0: how Nathan McKinnon played. And yeah, uh, Nathan McKinnon is like that hybrid of the passing McKinnon and shooting McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting both in this game and all of it worked and looked good and another player that stood out to me that I feel like we're on the verge of like some kind of breakout for the season, Sam Gerrard looked really good tonight. And once he has that confidence back where he's doing that skating all the way around the offensive zone, yeah. once he has that, you know big things are on the way. So who knows what that game against Winnipeg is going to look like for Sam Girard? but he's starting to get his groove back.
1: Yeah. And it was, I mean, the first period was all abs. You Mm -hmm. felt like really good. A two nothing lead the way that uh, you played should have had at least one more, maybe two more, but that's Marc-Andre Fleury keeping his team in the game. Uh, And then, you know, they came out and and Chicago did what a team who's down and goes into the locker room, makes some adjustments, did. They they Mm -hmm. played a much better second period. You don't expect any team to just roll over and die and they didn't and they they fought back they didn't you know they only got the one goal from from taves but they were everywhere i think uh i want to see what the the shots on goal in the second was 17 to 7 in favor of chicago and it showed it showed everywhere on the ice i think the abs i I don't want to say the abs took their foot off the break or anything i just think the blackhawks had a wake-up call and yep. they were like, that was an awful period. We need, we simply need to play better. And they did, you know, they fought back in the second, but I still liked how the avalanche played. I think, you know, that they, they had to have that grinding type of period. And I thought that it showed the Avs can play different styles. If they need to, they can play that speed and puck possession game. Or if the other team is, is on their forecheck and they're making it tough for you to grind it out and grind through it and find an opportunity. Opportunity is the way that this Avalanche team presents plays. An opportunity is going to present itself eventually, even if it's tough to come by. And Chicago made it tough to come by. But I thought they played as good of a second period as they could, considering Chicago was really on their game.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those, like it was ebb and flows, like how the Avalanche responded. Like in that first period, I think we were up 13 to 5 on shots. And then you just – yeah. And you just rattled off like it was 17-5 Chicago, and then end of the game, thirty three thirty one Avalanche went on shots, yeah. so it evens out towards the end, and it also reflects on the score sheet. And ironically enough, one of those goals that, I mean, those shots was Curtis Victor But yeah, man. <laughs> so I mean, you're like getting Connor it, McDavid There, I know he he was trying, and to see the Avs like not give up. When you could visibly see the frustration and how they were going for body before puck, when they were mm. hitting the boards and the checks, how they can overcome the frustration and letting a lead go when you're up by two, and yeah. still pull this out in overtime, a lot of good things coming out of this game. Yeah, uh, a lot more to get to also. So,
1: but first, we're going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. It is the new year. So that means New Year's resolutions, and we're already on January 5th. Hopefully, yours is still intact. If your resolution centered around getting yourself fit, getting active, eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat them, unlike other protein bars which, which taste chalky or waxy or taste like What? A chemical spill. A chemical spill. Uh, You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by week three. You might be thinking, this is just not worth it. I need some chocolate. Well, good thing, because Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com or Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off. Built.com or BuiltBar.com. All right, uh, another another avalanche goal that we got to talk about is the Nazem not Nazem Kadri. The uh, I do want to talk about something Nazem Kadri did, which I was very impressed. I was watching for the rest of the game, but the Alex Newhook goal. Yes, that was in the first period. That was the second goal for the Abs. Um, uh, he just collected the puck off to the side of of uh, Flurry and kind of start you know is skating towards Flurry. And he's looking to facilitate, and nope, like he just had all this time and space, and he continued to have time and space. And the way that his uh, teammates were positioned, exactly what he did.
0: Yeah, and he went backhand, forehand, backhand, mm. um, in the no-no zone. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't like if this was the '90s and you did a move like that in that zone, they would check you out of your skates. Like, you don't do it. And he yeah. tried it again late in the second. That same move in the same position wasn't successful. But to see him have that confidence instead of get into a high-stress situation and then pass out of it, yeah. to take it and go backhand, forehand, backhand, a goal off a of backhand, that's very hard to do. Mm. So seeing New Hook come to that level was incredible. Yeah, it was pretty.
1: And I that just because that happened in the first, maybe about three quarters of the way through the first, uh, that just gave him confidence because yeah. he he was flying, he was everywhere last night. This was one of his better games. Uh, did he have an assist on the night? Let me see. Nope, just had the goal. Um, but man, he he was collecting pucks and just zipping around with it. I really liked his game, and and I I think it all goes back to that that goal yeah. to have a backhanded shot and i think you know the fact it was on mark andre Fleury for a young kid to score on a, a hall of fame goalie
0: you're gonna be flying the rest of the game you know what i mean and you're getting confidence like we mentioned sam gerard earlier and you're getting alex newhook being confident mcdermott confident enough to take a shot in a night that landis and uh miko kind of disappear for a little bit
1: but I you're seeing miko played a good game i he, i think uh he didn't have any chauffeur on the on the stat sheet, uh, but he he was he was there. Were there. So many times, yeah, like behind the goal, uh, keeping uh, puck in the, the puck in the zone, keeping possession of the puck down low. Mm-hmm. He that that was. I think he kind of told himself like, all right, this is going to be my game tonight. I'm having trouble finding shooting lanes. I don't even know how many did he even have a shot on goal. Yeah, he had three shots on goal. I couldn't even tell you when they were. Yeah, I, I don't remember which ones they were, but he I think he kind of just figured I, I have to kind of like what Nathan McKinnon is doing. He's like, I got to play a different style right now. Um, I think that for at least for that game, Miko Rantanen was like, I, I got to do things a different way. And that's just keeping offensive possessions. And he was yeah. doing it spectacularly.
0: And there was so much of that game that was utilizing every inch of the 200 foot ice yeah. surface. It was from one end to the other. And it was a puck battle for a lot of it. And it was mm-hmm. just that physical play. And to see that like the confidence out of these players that we haven't talked about a lot this year, like Sam Girard and like Newhook, he's had his goals here and there, but then he'll disappear. But seeing confidence stepping up into that role when others are taking a step back, that's the stuff we want to see and we haven't really seen all year. It's yeah. one of those, if the top line's not performing, then maybe this line, then maybe this line you're having different individuals on every line stepping up and taking uh-huh. charge. And that was, that spoke volumes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned Kadri and the, and the one thing that I, I I was watching, he got hit by doc. In in the corner, and Doc's stick kind of came up. I don't. I mean, it wasn't really intentional. And, and Doc's a big guy, mm. but his stick got in the face of Kadri. Kadri was looking at the the ref like, uh, you know, you gonna do anything about that? And nothing was called. Kadri had some words for the ref after, uh, but I'm like, is he gonna retaliate? Let let's watch Nazem Kadri here, and he did not. Nope. So th- th- I I'm looking at that and thinking like, okay, this is this is. This is a good Nazam Kadri. He understands his importance to this team and he under- he also understands if he does something stupid, he's out for a very long time. I think three, four years ago, uh, we might be talking about Nazam Kadri finding a suspension because someone hit him and got away with it and he doesn't normally stand for that. but and I was watching him. I'm like, all right, let's see how he responds to this. He just went back and played his game. He 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 let his voice be heard, and then after that, it seemed like it was forgotten. I'm just going to get back to my game.
0: I think, as personally the biggest Nazem Kadri fan, I'm about to change my name to Nazem Von Doom. Yep. Um, we'll have to see next time we play St. Louis. That is the known problem for Naz. Um, St. Yeah. Louis, they they go after him. He's got history there. That's what happened in the playoffs. And they know it. We'll they've see. Retaliate on it, like
1: if if they're gonna if they're gonna go after him again, then this is on St. Louis. Yeah. Then I, then then Kadri can do whatever he wants because put this thing to bed now. You know what I mean,
0: if he can get through this game with the same discipline he had tonight, mm-hmm. I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's one of those you he's crossing off these little benchmark games that you know right. that there's problems. Yeah. And if he can get through them unscathed, you're like, okay, now on to the next one. And yeah. St. Louis is the next one. I loved watching that because at that moment I almost messaged you like, hey, <laughs> my boy's doing good things. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, and,
1: you know, outside of that, in the third, the third was an entertaining period because the abs got down. You know, they, they blew the 2 nothing lead uh, on those two penalties that, again going back to the McKinnon one uh, that, that that I thought, I thought that was a horrible call yeah uh, you know th- and and they called interference on that i've seen bad interference calls that was that was a light one if you ask me i thought that was horrible
0: he got cross-checked in the back without a call early in the first period
1: exactly and then you know you, if you're you know you're watching the game and you hear the the black Hawk fans going crazy because uh, DeBrinket is bleeding from his mouth but it's n- it was not an errant stick that got him in the mouth so, they, you know, they actually got that one right. I'm surprised they got it right. Like, that was not a, a penalty for a high stick. Um, the I think, well, we're, okay, I want to I talk about some issues that I think the Avalanche still had in this game. Um, and we talk about one of them kind of in a glowing manner a lot based on one guy. But overall, it's a problem right now.
0: But mm. we'll talk
1: about that in a second. We're going to hear from Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season and even beyond the holiday season, obviously, with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march towards the playoffs. I think just one more week to go, right? You Man, betcha. Yeah. So, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season and even the College Bowl that we have our championship game. When is that? That's uh, next week. I think so. I don't know. You don't care Uh, because it's Alabama. (laughs) Head over to the uh, website or use your mobile device to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. For the 2021 season, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. That's BetOnline.ag. So, yeah, just because the Abs won, we don't want to just focus on all of the good things, and there were good things. But when you're up two to nothing and you blow that lead, uh, there are bad things. Uh, the Abs, we we love to tout Logan O'Connor on the penalty kill because it seems like every game he has an opportunity. Um, I think Darren Helm had an opportunity mm-hmm. tonight on uh, when the ads were shorthanded. but the penalty kill as a whole has got to improve yeah. for the Avalanche they they are they do not look good uh, on the penalty kill and they gave up those two to the Blackhawks to give the Blackhawks the lead. Um, and the and the and the Hawks were two out of three, I believe. Yeah, two out of three on on the power play for them. Abs can't be this bad on on the penalty kill. Uh, going forward, that's that's the one glaring issue that they have to shore up somehow.
0: And what's so bad is Chicago's penalty kill literally just stands there and does nothing. And yeah. they're so much better than what we're doing. I know. So that it is a huge problem and. It stood out to me also, something about the lines for power play and penalty kill tonight were weird. I don't know if they were trying something new, but there were a couple. There there was a there was a couple times. I think it was LOC Comfer, and they were just weird on penalty kills.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I I I can't remember who was what the lines were. I I was just more or less just hoping and praying that they weren't going to score. And it's yeah. never, you know, the Avs just let teams set up. It's amazing how they, they are, you know, they don't pressure teams in, in the neutral zone. No. It's like they are okay with, with letting teams get in and set up and then let's just, you know, run our uh, diamond or, or, or you know, whatever and, and just hope we don't give up a goal. There's very little pressure from the Avs. Uh, and they just wait on that bad pass from mm-hmm. the team that's on the power play, and then they'll take advantage of it. They're good at doing that, but you can't rely on that, yeah. Because uh, you know this is a professional team that's you're going up against a lot more often than not. it's Not going to happen if you're not pressuring the puck. So just may, just upset something in the neutral zone, and they just don't do that.
0: And like the reason I bring up like the line combos for the PK is if you notice like when they roll out the PK. With more line mates, mm-hmm. it it's more active. <clears throat> when they do this yeah. little hodgepodge, nobody trusts anybody, and they don't really know how they work. So it's a lot of isolation, and you'll get a lot of which we get burned on a lot over committing to a single like you think you have a play where you could push it out and possibly go shorthanded, uh-huh. which I think we're falling in love with a little bit, and we need yeah. to stop that. Um, if we can just get more cohesion on how we're matching up and stop overplaying sometimes, I yeah. think we'll do a lot better, but we're getting in our own way a lot on the penalty kill. Yeah.
1: But even so, when the ads went down, um, they were down three to two. I think there was still 16, 17 minutes left. So, so I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, there's a ton of time and the way that they're playing, I'm happy with how they're playing overall. This thing's far from over. And getting down they they just opened it up and 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 that forced them to just play it was weird it was like they were playing more like more of a loose style yeah. um but with with a lot more purpose obviously you're playing with purpose you're down you have to come you know get back into the game but they it seemed like they just got back to what makes them good mm-hmm. and where they kind of maybe got away from that a little bit coupled with chicago really starting to play better but the abs just started to impose their will and you, you want to see that more. I Mm -hmm. like, yeah, the game just really opened up on both ends after that, the Hawks took a three to
0: two lead. And when the abs were up two nothing, you could, you could watch the screws be loosened and everybody kind of like the passes were terrible. There was, there were a lot of, yeah, there were a lot of bad passes that we talked about at the beginning of the year. Then when they got down, they played with this new energy and you could tell everything was tightened up and like the passes were crisp again. And mm-hmm. then they started really connecting there. And that's the best way to see how the team is feeling as a whole is how those yeah. passes are hitting in the neutral zone. Yeah. Cause that's been our big problem that I've seen. I think this game tonight was the most play in the neutral zone I've seen in a hockey game. And in a couple of years, there was yeah, a lot close. of time in the neutral zone yeah that's true um but yeah i mean the Avs
1: the abs tied it and when you go into overtime and it's Colorado avalanche, it's almost like injuries you just expect yeah. uh not good things to happen um but they they controlled most of the possessions in in overtime i did did oh uh what's his name kane i think it was kane got a a puck mm-hmm. right off of the he was he kind of had a bad angle. Maybe he was kind of going for a little bit of a bank shot off of uh Kemper's backside, um, but it went off, off the post. Um, the Hawks have 10 overtime, this was their 11th overtime game this year.
0: Yeah, that's
1: pretty crazy. Uh, compared to the Avs, this was their third, or yes. was this their fourth? This was this their, third, their fourth, fourth. they're two this and was their two. Fourth. Yeah, so um, but. You know, I, you know who I also didn't think have, had a good game was, was Burkowski. Yeah. Struggled again, struggled again. And and this is what we talk about with him. He yep. is so streaky. He had a horrible turnover uh, in the defensive zone that it didn't lead to even a shot for yeah. Chicago. Um, thank God it, it didn't lead to anything worse than what, but he, he just didn't have
0: it tonight. He, and this is what you have to deal with with Burkowski. And I feel like you can put Berkey, Jost, and JT in the same category. They have yeah. one good game a month, never all in <laughs> the same night. And yeah. it's just kind of average the rest. And this was not Berkey's night. And I didn't, it didn't, so, it didn't feel good. It's disappointing because, like, man, when he, when he is on, mm-hmm.
1: man, he, he is, he is a dangerous player. Um, Bringing up money puck here. right now. I just want to see maybe some of his deeper stats, but. Um,
0: yeah, he, he? it was a lot of bad positioning bad just shot selection just a lot of things were just I mean he didn't
1: even have he didn't register a shot on goal yeah it was so you know his, he, he had an assist miraculously so um, you know he zero expected goals let me see what is uh... didn't he rifle one like way far right of flurry probably yeah. Just, <laughs> that's what that's his mo most yeah. of the time is uh firing one when
0: he has a very good look nowhere near the net it's you just you hate to see those kind of nights especially yeah. on him but thankfully everybody else stepped up and going to your overtime point mm. a good feeling that you had was that last face-off the avalanche had where they received the face-off and ESPN didn't even know if it was a good face-off because the clock didn't even move because they came off of it so slow, borderline walking. Mm. And when you see them not rushing through their um, three-on-three, you know that they're learning what yeah. they're doing wrong. And when they just... I think it was Nate. I can't remember who was on that line with him, And they just basically walked it out of the zone. And Chicago gave them no pressure. I was like... I started feeling really good about what was to happen. Well, I know Kale was going to do that. So, man, I'm telling you,
1: if if you're listening to this and for some reason you haven't gone to see that that move by Kale McCarr, uh, we're wrapping up right now. If you've made it this long in the show and you haven't watched it yet, uh, just hang out for another minute and then go run and watch that Kale McCarr clip yep. because, man, that 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 is a thing of beauty, and that's just and and you 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 always say like. You know, well, he's got, you know, that offensive abilities, but his defensive abilities are just as good as his mm-hmm. offense. And that's what make him so good. He's not just an offensive minded guy. He can play defense. And if you, you know, you if he's, if he's got, if he's sizing you up, he is going to lay you out and he will not, he will not stop to do that. So uh, he is an all around
0: defenseman in every sense of the, of the, of the word. It's great. Yeah. And when you watch that clip, watch the whole thing when he's skating, and you can see in his eyes when he's like, "It's mine." No, uh, he stops and flips. Oh, it's- he had that set
1: up when he was behind the net. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was going to do. So, uh, one other thing to watch quickly: Jack Johnson did not finish the game. Um, I don't even think he came out for the third. He did something late in the second. They were talking about it on ESPN, um, and Emily Kaplan was saying like she was told he should come back out for the third and then he never did. And she updated mm. the, the injury report and said, he's not coming back. So definitely something to watch there. See how serious it is. Maybe just tweak something. And, uh, but this is avalanche world. It's probably gonna be out <laughs> three or <to> four weeks. <laughs> so um, maybe taxi squad is in service. So we'll, yep. we'll, well, didn't we say like, why is the taxi squad not sponsored by like Uber or something like that? That, that, that would
0: be, make so much sense. It, it, Get on lift that.
1: the lift. Well, yeah. Taxi squad. Yeah. Or the lockdown taxi squad. Come on, lockdown. Get on that.
0: Hey, let's do it.
1: All right. That's going well, to wrap it up for today. Everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, the ads got two more points, so that's what you want, especially against a division rival. Mm-hmm. Um, good game. Good game. Highs and lows for the abs. When you come out on top, you just uh, on, on the road, no less. Yeah. Um, uh just makes it sweeter. So Road Ws, baby. That's right. That will wrap it up for today. Everybody, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Head on over to Locked On NHL. Get caught up on everything going around the NHL right now. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. So he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. And this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go.